listening to A Quiet Mind. Let's find ourselves wherever we are right now in this moment, calm and centered and relaxed. With me now, exhale all the breath from your body. And say to yourself, I calm my body. As you breathe in, say, I calm my body. As you exhale, just release all the stress, all of the tension, and relax. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I am relaxed. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I am relaxed. Feel yourself grounded. See yourself as a massive tree with your roots firmly planted in the ground. Solid trunk, branches reaching up to the sky. Solid. Breathing in, I calm my body. Exhaling, I am relaxed. See yourself as a tree firmly planted in the earth. Solid trunk, limbs reaching up to the sky. Breathing in. I calm my body. Breathing out, I feel relaxed, centered, calm, at peace. Now, as you're breathing normally, just focus on the sensation of your chest rising and falling as you breathe. When your thoughts drift off, gently bring them back to the rise and fall of your chest. 
So here you are now. Calm and relaxed. So throughout the day, as your day becomes a whirlwind, like it probably will at some point, because we know we can count on that, things going up and down, things being peaceful and calm and quiet, and then things being completely chaotic. And as we look deeper and deeper, when we get quiet and we look deeper, it's important for us to, to ask questions. Why do I do what I do? Why do I react in this way, in this circumstance? As we go deeper in our practice, and we use these tools to calm ourselves and quiet ourselves, we're not doing this and that's why I keep talking after we calm down and we think, well, why doesn't he stop talking? I just want to relax and escape all the pain and all the suffering in my life. Isn't that the point of all this? And it is the point in one aspect, but the deeper understanding of why we do what we do is really the book that we've opened when we ask these questions. We're not escaping from the difficulties of life. That's not why we practice. We practice so that when we are in life, we can react to situations and circumstances and people differently than we have in the past. And we do this by gaining more wisdom deeper insight into why. So it's important that when we do become relaxed or we're in a relaxed state where we have purposely meditated to, to go deep and ask these questions of ourselves. Why did I yell at that person that cut me off in traffic? And why do I um, lose my patience with people? Why can't I stop the thoughts that are in my head? Where do the thoughts come from? What can I do to relax because my life is so chaotic, but not escape? And why do I feel as if I need to escape? So when we use this practice to go deeper, we are relaxing ourselves because we really do need to do that. We really need to unwind for a moment. But the purpose of unwinding is not to shut off from life. The purpose of our unwinding, our deep relaxing, when we do the practice of breathing, mindful breathing or mindful walking, the purpose to do this is to relax and gain insight, deeper insight, as to why we do what we do, why the universe behaves as it does. What is our part in this? How do we gain balance so we're able to function 
at a level that goes beyond simply survival. So after we go through the aspect of no longer being the drowning person, where we're just, you know, doing whatever we need to do to survive. When we get past that mode of survival, um, then we, we, ask, we may ask different questions. Because a drowning person doesn't have time to think. They only have time to try to survive in any way they possibly can. And that's what life feels like for us. Well, we can't wait until we're no longer drowning to figure it out. While we are struggling with survival, we need to look deeper into why we do what we do, why we feel the things that we feel, and why we are reacting in a um, survivalist, instinctual, guttural, visceral way, and not coming at things from a calmer, more peaceful state of mind. If we're looking to be more at peace and calmer in our life because we have explored other avenues of escapism, so to speak, or some, what we would call relaxation, like how many of you come home from a hard day's work and the first thing that you do is go turn on the television to relax. And what we watch is some kind of very stimulating program that may be a cop show where there's chase scenes or it may be, you know, a really hardcore movie like Natural Born Killers or, you know, we, or we watch something that, that really stimulates us to an even higher level of anxiety as we're, we're thinking, I'm going to, uh, this is my time now, I'm going to, watch the television now and relax. Finally, I get to relax after you do all your things when you come home from work. You know what I mean, but really, we're not relaxing when we're doing that. Like I said, we're becoming more stimulated. So the idea of what we deem relaxation or, um, I don't know, re a reward system for a hard day's work, maybe we come home and we have, you know, a couple of beers. You know, I used to work in the restaurant industry and, and we would start thinking about our beers at about, you know, seven o'clock at night. We'd be closing the restaurant at two o'clock in the morning, but we're thinking about when we get off work. Yeah, we're going to have that beer and we're going to, you know, go to the bar and drink and have fun and let off a lot of steam. And that's how I was conditioned to think, you know, this is how I'm going to relax. Got to let off steam, like somehow... Something has built up inside of me that I need to somehow puncture with, uh, you know, some kind of activity to let out all of this accumulated energy that I've somehow stored up. So when we use alcohol or when we use drugs, we have a temporary feeling of relief, release, and relaxation. And it's also about rewarding ourselves for a job well done or a celebration. So we're 
that's what we do. I don't know if this is worldwide. I see, you know, I've, I've known a lot of people from different cultures and I see that not only here in America, but in other countries, people use drugs and alcohol to escape, to release as a reward system, to cover up pain, to numb. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're numbing ourselves to our experience because we can't, why? Because we can't take it. <laughs> it's too difficult on top of the fact that we have to work hard and maybe we don't even like what we're doing or we're caught in situations that we say, you know, I don't want to do this. This is not what I chose. You know, so we have, we, in that, we build up a resistance to what is so and what we're doing. So, when we build up this resistance in not accepting our lives and what we're doing, we create for ourselves a miserable experience. Now we are in misery because we haven't accepted what is so, what's in front of us, what we are doing that that we maybe have chosen this maybe we haven't chosen it it doesn't matter if we have or have not here we are right now in this situation not accepting what is so either if it's our fault or not our fault i'm saying in quotes creates it a resistance that creates within us anxiety and that anxiety then becomes frustration then becomes anger then this anger builds within us or this frustration or this sadness builds 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 as we tell ourselves more terrible horror stories in our minds of how awful everything is and how it's so terrible and we can't do anything with it and I can't stand this, or I hate this, or this is not fair. We create all this resistance. And that resistance is like an energy. It's not like an energy. It's an energy within us that builds and builds and builds. And it becomes like a snowball effect. It starts off as this small little snowball. And as it rolls down the hill, gathering more and more snow, it gets massive and huge. And here it comes and it's taking out trees and it's knocking down small houses and rolling over squirrels. And it's just, it's gone crazy. We can't control it any longer, but it's all that we know. But somehow this has to stop. We have to destroy this. We have to stop it. And in our Western civilization, it's, it's about releasing it. So we party, you know, we get drunk, we get high. And for a moment, you know, what, what we used to call the, the two beer buzz, everything is wonderful. Everybody's your friend, you're happy, you're excited, you, all of this pain has been lifted from you, you have forgotten what it was that you were hurt by, what, you, what was angering you, what was frustrating. For a moment, a beautiful moment, you have forgotten this, and you're feeling really good. <laughs> and then you drink a little bit more, and the problem is that instead of elevating our consciousness... In, in taking drugs or taking or drinking alcohol, what we're doing is we're numbing ourselves from the experience. Once again, coming back to the fact that the tool of meditation is not for escaping reality so we can just be calm and quiet and everybody leave us alone. The tool is so we can go deeper inside of our understanding, 
gaining more wisdom, more insight as to why we do what we do. Everyone, thanks for listening. That's part one of our series on substance abuse. You can write to me at robert at aquietmind.com and please visit the blog to share your thoughts and feelings by commenting there. You go to uh, the podcast link and there you will find some entries that I've made recently that are not posted on iTunes and I'm going to do that occasionally. So I have some photographs up there of my recent road trip. Also, I have some flute music that I recorded in uh, Moab, Utah as well. So thank you once again for listening. Part two will be posted within a couple of days.